My debut 1990 September, Bristol City away to get that opportunity for what thousands of Geordies only dream of. Lee Clark, Lee Clark 1 0. Williams, my first goal for Sunderland underway at Leicester, uh, it was a left foot volley. I didn't realise my left foot was for kicking the ball with it as well, I thought it was just for standard. Williams, Darren Williams for Sunderland. Hignett. Playing against Chelsea and, and to score the first goal there is something that still lives with me now and it's it's what most people will talk to me about. Worship it every weekend. It's the three legends, banter and rivalry across the northeast on the tune, the cat, the red. Fellas, how are you? Oh, good, Dave. Good Thank Dave. you. Yeah, sounding a bit muted. Uh, we're having we're having Wi-Fi connection problems with Daz. Is is that because he, you know, Sunderland this week doesn't want to join us? What's going on here? Well, he haven't joined the party, have they? It's only been Newcastle and Middlesbrough. That's what it's been all about this week. <laughs> um, nothing happening at, at New uh, at Sunderland, really. <laughs> We've got the three mics yeah. now, haven't we? Mike Beale, Mike Dodds, and Mike Proctor up there. So, indeed, he'll just be cracking on with that, won't he? I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's sort of the soldier now. Out, Daz here with us, mate. Good to have you. Cheers, <laughs> oh, oh, mate. Honestly, what a is time. It, what a time is the it, network to go is down. Six, is six of January going to be called El Macio? <laughs> I'll be all disappearing if we get battered. I've, I tell you what, fellas, I've, I've come up with a great radio idea. It's Mike, Mike, and Mike in the morning. What a show that would be! <laughs> well, we've had the two mics. They've just gone and done the three mics now, haven't they? <laughs> Where are you going to start, fellas? Well, well, I think Higgy Higgy has to. He's flying. Well, I think so. We've had, we've had a great week, haven't we? Beat Swansea. He's He's had a great result in yeah. the league and they've got the yeah. semi-final of the Carabao Cup. Higgy, the floor's yours, pal. Well, listen, it, the Swansea game wasn't a classic. I was at it, but it could have been four down at half-time. But they kept going. No quality or very little quality, um, but somehow managed to get a result. And, and to win that game 2-1 was, at the end of it, you're thinking, how have they done that? Because it was such a a non-event the game I mean Swansea they missed four or five unbelievable chances first half um, they scored in the second half and, and honestly it could have been anything the game but to see Borough come out 2-1 was great because they stuck at it they got better as the game went on um, kept a half decent shape throughout worked hard but had no quality about it at all and, mm. and the two goals um, they only had one shot first half and scored with it Sam Greenwood it was, and then the, <laughs> it was a comedy of errors that the winner, it was a back pass, keeper picked it up, ball was placed on a six-yard box, and honestly, you want to see the Swansea wall, you've never seen a bigger load of bottlers standing on a wall in all your life. <laughs> they were all on the line. <laughs> honestly, three of them ran out and jumped and left a, a massive gap in the near post, which Sammy Silvera found. It was frightening. Higgy, do you know when we spoke last week and I was saying about um, Borough, you know, tightening up at the back and being a bit more solid to beat and probably not as good as on the eye with that football that Michael wants them to play, was was 
was that how the game panned out or no Clarky because they, they gave so many chances away right it, it was unbelievable it was uh, they got battered first half absolutely battered and and couldn't stop couldn't stop Swansea from breaking through but but Swansea honestly they, for all the, the possession they had and the chances they, they created the the finishing was so bad and that, mm. that really was why Borough was still in the game because their finishing was unbelievably bad and they paid for it. So fair play to Borough for sticking at it. And like I said, he did get better as as the second half wore on. They got better and in the end, Borough looked like they could have went on and scored more. They hit the bar right at the end. I think Isaiah Jones hit the bar, could have been three. Um, but it was just one of them ugly games that you forget about. And the main thing was the result. Yeah, and then I watched well, the exactly cup mate. game yeah, then I watched the cup game and I, I thought it was very similar. You know, Borough looked all right between the two boxes, kept the ball, didn't play with any great pace. Even though they scored three, I thought they they were missing a bit of quality. I thought the quality, the Port Vale was so poor and, and really poor and it, it baffles me how they've got that far in the, in the competition, if I'm being totally honest and brutal. Mm. But Borough weren't anywhere near their best and won it at a canter. I just thought they no. were missing missing quality. They had no quality. Now they're and... going to get a now they're going to get a test, aren't they? In oh, the oh. With, the, mm. with the clubs are running it, so well, I'm half scared. Clark, I'm half scared. I know it's I know it's over two games, so you know. But that's the worry, happens. isn't it? Yeah. So it's worrying going to a Premier League and to do that over two legs mm. is a massive ask. After what I've I've seen the last couple of of games, it's. Yeah. Um, what do you think, though, in terms of like at the start of the season? I mean, um, the, just on the outside of the the playoffs, semi final of the Carabao Cup, going into the Christmas and festive period, which is always a tough time. Would you have took that at the start of the season, or are you still a little bit disappointed? I'd have took the semis of the cup. That's for sure. I'd, I'd, seeing the people that they they lost in the summer was a big issue and, and you knew you couldn't replace what they lost you know they lost all the goals and creativity in the team um archer ramsey akpom giles providing from the left it it's all gone and and you know a couple of that with riley mcgree has been out injured for a, for a good while so they've had no no real threat i mean latty lath has come in and scored some goals and tries really hard um runs about makes a nuisance of himself and he can be a threat um, just needs to calm down a little bit in front of the goal. You know, missing that little bit of quality, I suppose. Um, missing a goal scorer. So, I think where they are now, I'd have liked them to be in a little bit closer to the playoffs, but it's, it's still you know, it's still only Christmas. They could get players back and, and go on a big run. Um, but it, I think it's going to take a, a good run. And the championship being the way it is, the top four teams may be, I think, a, a sets. After that, You'd fancy some teams to go on a, you know, a really bad run because I think everyone's really evenly matched, and on the day anyone can beat anyone in that championship. And well, it's I still wouldn't rule out the playoffs for them, but I think they're going to yeah. have to have their best team to be able to compete with the best teams. Obviously, yeah. as you know, I listen to what you and Daz are saying about the championship week in, week out, um, and through the week I watched the um, Birmingham Leicester game and. Mm. Uh, I thought they were outstanding and everything that you had said about them, you said lots of positive things about Leicester. Um, I just thought whatever Birmingham threw at them, 
you know, when they kept coming back in the game, Leicester had everything. They could they could play great football. They could be competitive. They could, um, you know, take the pressure, then hit you on the break. Thought Dewsbury Hall looked a class above. Um, you know, so what what you two lads have been saying about Leicester watching the watching the championship on a regular basis. When I watched that game, I thought, yeah, they're nailed on to get promoted. I know you cannot guarantee that by Christmas, but I think that that's a good chance they're going to mm. go back straight in the Premier League. So you've got one more automatic slot, then you've obviously got the obviously four places. So it's a tough one, isn't it? When it, it, it seems to be changing week by week. When I look at the Championship table, you're seeing teams in the playoff positions, out the playoff positions, dropping down the table, which is nothing new we, for the championship. And always know it's a really tough league, but it just changes so quickly and so often, doesn't it? It's because it's so close in there, Clarky, like, you know, with the points and that yeah. your points are so close in, in that area that are the, uh, the table. You know, Leicester, mm-hmm. like we you know, we've said about Leicester, you know, they're showing the quality week in, week out, and that shows with the gap that they you know, they're producing at the top of the table. Um, you know, and and you know, Iggy's touching on there. You know, the last two Middlesbrough games have been a bit ugly, but you know, sometimes it's not a bad thing to win, to, to win the ugly games. Yeah. You know, because mm. you know you pick up the points and, and you stay within touch and, and within reach of it. You know, um, but that area of the table, mate, like you say, if you get a couple of defeats, you know, you can be da- down in the bottom half in no time. Well, listen, well, that's what's happened. But that's what happened with Borough, wasn't all, it? They, they lost a few weeks. games. Sorry, Iggy. Go on. That's mm. okay. They lost three games in a spin, Borough, and found themselves thirteenth. You know, they yeah. were. Drop right down and, and and away from it, and I think, you know, I think now they're they're about five points off it. Um, the only constant really in that league has been Leicester and Ipswich. They've been the mm. two teams. I mean, Ipswich have made ground up on Leicester. It's it's amazing yeah. really what Ipswich have done, and I've been really impressed with with Ipswich. And everyone keeps saying, you know, Leeds will probably catch them. I'm not so sure. I'm not so well, sure because yeah, they've got into a really good groove, and they've got a right. Ipswich's last next two games is Leeds and uh, Leicester, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, you'll see there. And, and do you know what? I, I fancy them to get a result uh, in mm. one of them. Maybe the Leicester one. I don't know that the Leicester one might be a tough one, but I think, you know, they're more than capable of getting a result against Leeds. I'd, I expect them to get at least one one good result in, in those, those two games. I haven't seen them because what? they're just... Every week, they, they're 7 out of 10. Every week, yeah, definitely. You know, sometimes they might go eight, but they well, never they drop below seven. They were, they were very impressive against Burnham. What I'll say, lads, is Daz makes a, makes a good point. It's a sometimes you just got to grind those results out, mm. even when you're a good team. I mean, we've all th- all three of us have been in teams that have got promoted as is from the championship as winners, but we've had top quality players and we've played exciting football for the majority of the season. But there has been spells and there was. You know campaigns where we've just had to dig out results. You've got to go to places and dig things out, and your defenders come out on top, and you've got someone at the top end of the pitch who produces a bit of magic and wins you the game one nil. Um, I think all three will understand, especially in the championship, that has to happen. You're not going to play 46 games where your football's going to be top draw and you're going to be battering teams with possession and making loads of chances. Teams are going to try different tactics against you so mm. you've got to come up with answers so uh, I think that's a, that's an important part what 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 Daz said about you know what uh, Leicester have had to do and other clubs so well I think 
the injury the injury list for Borough is getting a little bit worrying as well. Uh, you know they've they've had I think Isaiah Jones came off the other night um, injured. Looks like Morgan Rogers got injured the other night as well. Uh, and that just it's you just keep piling up. You know Fawz isn't Higgy, back yet. Higgy, can, hands I, can, out. I ask, can I ask you a question on this? And this is to everyone, to Daz and everyone on the show, because um, th this is a problem at Newcastle as well, and we've got. The support staff at these clubs now, um, mm. Newcastle, Premier League, Middlesbrough behave like a Premier League club. Uh, so they're the staff that they'll have. So the support staff, sports scientists, physiotherapists, massages, chiropractors, all these doctors, medical setup that like you wouldn't believe. But it seems to be clubs are getting more and more injuries. So mm. what 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 do you what we're putting this down to? Like or, because I'm like, I'm speaking with a few of my friends while the games are going on. And uh, earlier in the week when Newcastle lost to, to Chelsea in the in the Carabao Cup, Anthony Gordon's having to go off before an hour. And this is happening every game to us. We're, we're losing two and three players a game uh, to, to injuries. And what injury list is going into the 14s, 15s, 16s, like senior players. Mm. So yeah. I'm trying to say like, is 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 this questions to the medical departments of the football club? Because they haven't got more... At this day and age, they've got the best data, they've got the most data, they've got they've got the most sophisticated training programmes or whatever. What What's going on? Because you're saying Borough have got the same, they've got a horrendous injury. Well, they have. I mean, Lattie Lath's another one who went off the other night. You know, so if Josh Coburn's injured, so they, they haven't really got any centre-forwards. You know, young Callum Kavanagh's come on. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Man. Game. I think I've come on. I yeah, he, he came yeah. on and, and played a few minutes at the end, which was great to see. But and and he should have scored. By the way, he got himself in yeah. a great position. Um, so I, I I put it down to a combination of stuff. I put it down to um, obviously the games. You know, the games are getting a little bit quicker. I think. Um, I think I don't know what training's obviously got. A, a lot to do with it and I don't know how they train or how hard they train from a you know on a weekly basis I think the pitches mm. I, I think are harder now than than they ever were mm. um but still yeah, but you've, you've got you've, you've got to remember you've, said it there, some you've got the all pitches. the data got to, you've got to remember some of the pitches you're saying the pitches have got harder some of the pitches we had to play football on were like quagmires in the winter and nah, stuff yeah, exactly, like that yeah. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. We, we, we no, they, they were heavier. We they were heavier. I think the pitches of course they were, back then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah but but I'm, I, just, I'm just thinking about the the finance that's been put into these medical and uh, these medical teams and sports science teams. And I always uh, back Middlesbrough to have that a Premier League environment. I mean, I know Sunderland are cutting the cloth accordingly, and but I would say that they've still got a a high quality yeah. uh, medical yeah. department but you're just yeah. seeing players going down for fun on a regular basis um, uh, it worries me I, I, as I said I watched the uh, midweek Newcastle in the Carabao Cup to Chelsea and Gordon's gone down I was there at the weekend against Fulham you're losing Shaw and you're losing Joe Linton and you've already got Many many players out with long term injuries, you know. So mm. I don't know. I just, mm. I just I'm just, I just start thinking to myself: Is the right processes being put in place, or are the are the uh, undercooking the players at the start of pre season, or the 
Do you know what I mean? Or that when the managers yeah, I mean, are wanting yeah. to push them, or the other sports science and the medical teams stepping in too quickly and saying no, we uh, can't do that. So when the managers are pushing them during the course of the season, uh, they haven't got the fitness levels to go to where yeah. they want to be. But there's uh, some clubs, isn't there, Clarky? Yeah, where there's the sports scientists, on the body, isn't it? Yeah, the sports scientists run the clubs. They say, well, he's he's done this. You know, his load's been. X amount this week, well, so well, be careful well, with him, and he good, can't do this. The, 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 the uh, good, the good thing about a club that obviously close to your heart, Liverpool, and my son's in. The manager has a sports science degree, so he understands the the, the concept of sports science, and he mm. wants a high intensity yeah. front foot football team. So he pushes the players to their max and their limits in the training sessions because he wants them to play that way. Newcastle United mm. do. Eddie Howe has got a, a front foot mentality, high intensity. But what's happening with the players is um, they're just that, that, we're having so many game by game falling back. That, that derailed us. That's, that's derailed our Champions League campaign without a shadow of a doubt, without making, trying to make excuses. The amount of players, but that's what I'm saying. You're saying it with Borough now, and can yeah. that derail what they're trying to do to try and get promoted? Oh, it, it. Well, I think it's already had an effect, Clarky, with the three games that they lost on the spin before the Swansea one. That was due to injuries for me. You know, they they haven't been able to to yeah. feel their best their best eleven for a while now, and it and I think it does take its toll. And, and like I said, especially when they play the top teams in the league. I think Borough need their best players fit and in the team to be able to mm -hmm. compete with the teams at the top of that league. It's Definitely. it's that's what you you know they haven't got they haven't got a massive squad. They've got a squad that's capable when it's all fit and, and together. And and at the moment it's not. There's, they've got so many injuries. Um, they've had quite a lot of long term ones as well, or ones that you think. Listen, Borough don't really talk about the injuries. They don't tell you who's done what and how long they think you'll be out. You just, the back when the back, and that's it. Michael never talks about, you know, oh, we think he'll be back next week or never puts a time limit on anything. But a lot of them have gone off with like little ankle knocks or, you know, twisted an ankle or whatever. And you don't see them again for like six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. 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 So it, it, it's massive for them. It's massive for Middlesbrough. I think it's massive for a lot of clubs, mate, when you get that many injuries, mm -hmm. isn't it? You know, it does affect teams, you know, and like you say, you know, you want to compete, but, you know, when your squad's so, so small and, so, you know, so fragile, when you lose that amount of players, you know, it, it does affect you and it's going to affect you. Yeah, well, the other thing is players, you don't know how players' bodies are, do you? I mean, you can play a certain way, and I know Clarkie mentioned Klopp there. People, he wants to play at a high tempo, and unless you push your body and get it used to playing like that all the time, then it, yeah. it's, it's got no time to, to You're adapt. you get soft tissue you know, injuries. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, people like Naby Keita, he went to Liverpool. He couldn't get fit. He couldn't he play, never bought, he couldn't he, play he more never than two games. The, the he never bought he into the mentality, Higgy. He never nah, bought into the mentality. But, he, but he's done it at his, his new club as well, Clark. He's only played 80 mm -hmm. minutes in three games. Over, yeah. over three games. And he's been there, what, a season and a bit? It's just exactly. it 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 is. I think a lot of that has got to do with with player mentality as well. Yeah, without a so shadow it, of a doubt. Totally there's agree. a there's a whole there's a whole host of things that that can contribute towards it. So so obviously the last two games, a great away win. I know you said it wasn't a great game, but any away win is a, is a good win down at Swansea. Yeah. Getting to the semi final of the cup. 
coming up to West Brom at the weekend, tough game because in the playoff slots. Do you think yeah. the spirit will be high for them to go and get a result then? Well, I hope so. It should be, shouldn't it? You know, with, with two good results, two good be. wins, away wins, yeah. like you say. Um, they've had a struggle at home recently, but with a little bit of confidence, and and hopefully, like I say, they might get one or two back. I hope because I, I hope they haven't lost. I mean, Senny Dieng went off injured last week, and and Glover was in goal at the, in the cup game. So, I mean, there's another one. You know, it's. I hope it just doesn't pile up and pile up and get on top of them in it. And like you say, you know, it, the effect it's had on Newcastle season, I hope it doesn't have the effect on, on Borough's season because um, they've got a chance still. You know, they're not far away from the playoffs. The five points, they've got some, some good games coming up over Christmas. Um, I just want to see them in touch come January. And, and then January, whether they bring anyone in or not, I don't know, but... Um, They'll have the option too, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll give other lads a chance to, to get fit and get back and then have a good push between then and the end of the season. Because it is tight. You know, we've seen Sunderland dropped away and then had a couple of wins under Dodgy and then suddenly they're back in the playoff spot. And then it, it just, it doesn't take much. You know, two or three games and you're right in the mix again, aren't you? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I think they should be full of confidence, Clarky. I think exactly. they should be up for it and, and looking forward to games coming now. Hopefully they don't have one eye on on the semi final that's coming up. Mm. So No. That's that's no. an you know, I, I don't want the them new to do year that. now, isn't it? That's for the new Yeah, year well he can put that to bed a little bit, can't he? Yeah. It'll be definitely. in the back of the minds, it always is, you know what it's like. Oh, yeah, you get a big so. team and and it's gonna be in yeah, the back of, of your mind. Right. And then as it gets closer, you're thinking, oh, I don't want to get injured for this well, one. And, and <laughs> you're, 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 yeah. the per you're the perfect person to answer that because obviously you were part of the Borough lads who got the cup finals and that year then got relegated, wasn't it? Yeah. What was the feeling then? then? Did, did, the cup, did the cup stuff take over the league stuff or psychological? It was games. When you look back it was on games, Clarky. I mean, at the end of that season, I think we played about seven games. games. Yeah, I think we it was just a build up because we got to both cup finals yeah, in the same yeah. year. And it, there was a build I think we played something like seven games in 15 days. Mm -hmm. crazy. It was yeah, stupid. It was crazy. Like the lads the lads were shattered. When you, you when you're they, playing Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. like and we didn't have a massive squad. At, yeah. at the time, and, you was, pick, and you're picking up injuries and suspensions, even yeah. little kicks, kicks, uh, knocks, and niggles. Where lads kind of play the next game, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, right. it was just, it was just. Did you did you did you get the impression game. that did you get the impression that some players maybe were saving themselves for the cup finals or not? Um, we had a couple of a couple of people who played with injuries. Mm-hmm. Just and and played in the big in games the with final. injuries and wouldn't say. Aye. But then it was found out, you know, they, they got found out. Like Ravenelli went off with a hamstring injury at Old Trafford, never going to be fit for a cup final, but miraculously, like three weeks later, I think he tried was fit. To, tried to play in it. Yeah, and then got he got brought off. I think Robbie Muster was another one who, who had an, an injury, but he had to come off fairly early. Um, mm. But even injuries aside, Iggy, like that, it's a demand on the body, that isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's massive. You know, That's seven games. I mean, listen, Robbie Musto was as good a pro as you'll ever meet in your life, and Absolutely, and he was just yeah. trying to get through game by game, and he was a really hard working player, honest as you want, really great lad, Robbie. Um, 
And that's the way that there was a lot of lads like that well, who well, were trying well, to well to be trying to, to be push honest themselves. with you, mate. To be honest with you, mate, a, a team that gets to, to both cup finals is usually a team at the top of the league and they've got a big squad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a it's not a team like you were who were fighting relegation. Like you've just said, you probably didn't have a big or you definitely didn't have a big enough squad. But you've got the two cup finals and you're fighting a relegation battle as well. Yeah. Well so that was the year Emma went back to Brazil and never come back. He <laughs> he went he went to the carnival and we didn't see him again for about four weeks. <laughs> he, he, I think he, he came a... back the day we played Derby in the quarter final of the FA Cup. He was, was only a big going player for, for you in more weird this one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was. A, he, he, no, he was uh, a big player because obviously oh, I, played, player. I played. I played. against him. He was top mm. class. He was quality. He mm. was. He was um, a really top player. So obviously you're going to miss a player of his quality, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, and we did, you know. But that that was just a, a bizarre season. I think you'd struggle to see another season like that. Yeah, three cup finals in eleven got... months. Was that the year yeah, you got we deducted got to the, the three final, points? Yeah. Was that yeah, the year we you got, got deducted, deducted the three we points? We went down because of them, didn't we? We went. I think we went. Did we go down by a point? Yeah, you did, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we got deducted the three points, which you know. How did you feel as players thing. about that decision? Well, we were gutted because. Yeah, I mean the decision of the. I mean the decision of the manager and the club not to play the well, game because you had that many players ill and in, and uh, <laughs> yeah, injured. Yeah, well, you take. You take all that for face value, don't you, Clarky? When they come and say to you, oh, look, we've, we've been speaking to the FA. Um, yeah. Obviously, we had a bug going round. There was a lot of players missing, a lot of players um, ill, playing some young lads. Uh, if we have to go and play the game, we'll, we'll take the youths as well. Um, yeah. But you take all that for face value. You know, they, they come back and said they've spoke to the FA and everything's all right. We can cancel the game, so um, don't mm. worry about it. I think we even trained on that morning. The, lad, the mm. fit lads trained on that morning of the game. Listen, it, hindsight's great because if you knew that is. now, you'd just turn up with eight players, wouldn't you, and play the game? And you could get yeah. beat 10-0 and it wouldn't matter. You'd still stay yeah, up. exactly. So yeah. it was a it was a weird one. Um, and they fought the FA and something to court and everything, but you're never going to win that battle, are you? It's, it, was, um, it was unjust, really. It, but you don't know the conversations that have gone on behind the scenes. You know, did they get permission? They say they've got permission off the FA, but then the FA say, well, you didn't get permission off us, so you don't know, do you, who's who's mm. doing what? And it was just a, it was a bit of a farce that season. The club's doing well. It's 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 in a great position at the minute, challenging for the top six, semi-final of the Carabao Cup, so positive things ahead. Right. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Time to take a quick break. It is the three legends across the northeast. Uh, you can uh, WhatsApp your messages through to the lads, 0330-043-2002. That's 0330-043-2002. We'll be right back. Banter at its best. Across the northeast, it's the three legends. The cats, the tune and the red. So, but through the semi-finals, uh, we have got a quick comment in, actually. Pete in Billingham, uh, it's more of a statement, uh, says, Oh, Iggy, nice to see the Borough flying the uh, the northeast flag in the cup. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so Borough through to the, uh, the semis of the League Cup. That's going to happen in January. Uh, but Newcastle not. Clarky, what on earth happened against Chelsea? Aye, Dave, it was uh, you had a it in really the bag? tough one. 
Well, we did and we didn't. I've got to say, we, we started really well in the game, got one up, but then Chelsea put one under a lot of pressure. But when you get that far into the game injuries time, you think, oh, they can see it out. And uh, one of our most outstanding, consistent players makes a, a little error and allows them to score. Then all of a sudden you've got the lottery of the penalties, isn't it? That's what it is. It's a lottery. Right, of course, it doesn't matter. I mean, penalties, we all, we all know how, how that goes, let's be honest. Um, but mean, yeah, you, I mean, you, no. mean you've been there, Daz, playoff <laughs> no, Definitely, we mate. That again. Unbelievable, mate. No, never again, mate, never again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was I was a bit disappointed because obviously, I, yes, you know, Newcastle were ahead and obviously, you know, they looked all right and comfortable. And, but mistakes happen in games, don't they, let's be honest, you know, and it's they unfortunate. Um, you know, but for me, you know, obviously it would have been great to see Newcastle go through. You know, the more north northeast teams we can get further further up the tables or further in the cups is, you know, is only a blessing for the for the northeast, isn't it? Let's be honest. No, I, t- I totally agree with you, Daz. I would have loved to have seen both uh, Middlesbrough and Newcastle in the last four of the Carabao. Well, we wanted that as a uh, semi, didn't we? Well, we did. I'd I'd have loved that as a semi because they'd have played Sunderland in the FA Cup and then Borough exactly, in, yeah. in the League I Cup, so it would have been yeah. great. It would have yeah, been great. Well, yeah, it would have. It would have been. It would have been terrific. And you know, I, like you say, it's, I, I, we've always said all three. We want the, the three clubs to be successful, whether that's in league program or cup ties and that. So, but it wasn't to be. It was. Uh, it was a tough one. We we were under pressure. I'm not going to say we 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 were dominant in the game. We did start the game well, um, but you know, Chelsea. Pushed were back and uh, that wasn't to be that. They're more Do you know what? I thought, Clarky, I thought Newcastle were going to see it out. And, and the time I thought they were going to see it out was did you see the Conor Gallagher penalty that he's tried to con? Yes. Yes. I mean, how he didn't get a yellow card for that, I don't know. It was yeah. um, it was scandalous, really, wasn't it? A bit of, bit of cheating to, going on. To be, to, to, be be, yeah. to be fair, Higgy, there was a couple of. I mean, there could have been a red card after a couple of minutes. Caicedos uh, on um, mm. Anthony Gordon. But that just sounds like it's after the event, you're, you're, yeah. you're moaning and groaning. So there, there was. I was just surprised. I didn't understand the situation. I've got to say, when two Premier League clubs were competing, that was there's no VAR involved. Dave, can yeah. you yeah. Put, shed some light on yeah, that or it's, not? It's the competition itself. They're not bringing it in until the semis. Oh, right. Is that right? So it's yeah. definitely in the semis. Definitely in the semis. I don't know what they're going to do at the Riverside. Exactly. Well, I don't either. Middlesbrough aren't a club who has it, so I'd, I'd, uh-huh. I'd, I've, I've got no idea. I, I just thought if there was a club outside of the Premier League that didn't use the VAR, so it was, it was um, the same for both teams. So I thought it would have been both teams from the Premier League. We could have um, had the VAR. Yeah, just competition rules. That's all it was. So even though VAR was there, it wasn't switched on. So they they said they said from the off that uh, VAR would only be brought in at the semi stage. I'll tell you what though, wasn't it refreshing to watch a game without VAR? Two Premier League clubs playing, no stops, games not stop and start. There's nothing stupid about it. It's just a good, honest, blood and thunder game. No eleven minutes added. Yeah, Yeah. and no one's talking about. (laughs) VAR or why didn't VAR look at that or why didn't VAR look at that yeah. no one's mentioned anything about VAR no correct no, mind, yeah, mind you it, if VAR was in you could have had a couple of red cards because Bruno's challenged towards the end as well mm. I mean you just don't know you know it was the it was the Aussie ref again wasn't it the one who uh, did Sunderland Borough 
Yes. Yeah. He got that like one right. He said, like, 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 like <laughs> he said though, it's the referee using his own eyes, common sense. He referees the game that he sees fit, and you'll not have the controversy that you would have had if VAR was involved. No. Well, it's it's going back to the old days, isn't it? Where it's like, okay, referee might have made a mistake. Um, yeah. But you're talking about the game. Yeah, that, that, that's what we exactly. should be doing. We should be talking oh, yeah. about the game. And people should be in the pub saying, oh, I thought he, should, thought he should have got booked for that, or he could have got sent off for that, couldn't he? Or no one's going to say, oh, the ref was a divvy for not sending him off, or this, that, no, and the exactly. other. But VAR sort of highlights. I think it's hard for for the refs as well, because it, it highlights some of their errors when there's no need to, and no one would talk about their errors if VAR mm-hmm. didn't highlight them. You know, all this stuff about running over to the TV and all that, it's, you know what's going to happen as soon as that happens? Mm. I think Michael Oliver's the only one who's ever said, no, no, I'm sticking with my original on-pitch yeah. decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah I seen Definitely there was a call this right. week, wasn't it? Neil Warnock had said something about, you know, you should get a, a group of, of players and, and coaches to help along with it if they're going to keep it. Um, uh, but he's not the only one who said that. You know, he's on about changing the rules again for more daylight, and and you can only, it's only offside if there's daylight between the attacker and defender. And you know, it's, it's it's all common sense stuff, isn't it? That that makes the game better and and more attractive to watch. We want to see goals. We don't want to see mm. VAR trying to chalk off a goal every time it, that a goal is scored. So it's it's just. I mean, I was at the the uh, Liverpool Man United game. And and even though VAR was involved in that, it, it was some of the stuff they were looking at was like you're thinking what, and and why are you taking that long looking at it? And the one they didn't mm. look at, the Luke Shaw one, or they may have looked at it and thought it wasn't a pen. I thought it was a pen, and I thought it was mm. a pen in real time. But mm. for whatever reason, they've seen it all, and you know when it's it, there was a cross and it bounced up and it's cut and it's hit his arm, and his arm's out, and if it goes past him, it, it it's going to go to a Liverpool player. I, I just think, I don't know what the rule is anymore for, you'll see that in a different game and it'll be given as a pen and you'll see it in another game and nothing will happen with it, so mm. it's the consistency bit, isn't it, with it all I'd just like to pull it back to the game, um, Clarkie you know, Trippier has been one of the most steady away reliable um, players that Newcastle have had, I mean he's been an absolute rock but he's going through a hell of a run at the moment I mean, uh, you know, another error. Um, he had a nightmare. He was tortured by Son against Spurs. The Everton mistakes. How difficult is it for a player to get out of a rut like he's he's finding himself in at the minute? Well, Dave, I'll go even further to say that he's probably been one of the best signings the club's ever made. He's, he's, he's a fantastic player. He's an unbelievable leader. Uh, over the last what, two years, he's been superb. But over the last two or three weeks, like you say, he's had the second half at Everton, he's had the, the whole game at Tottenham, and then he's had those horrible 10 minutes uh, in the game against Chelsea midweek. It's and since it's the Bournemouth just... incident, Clarky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, uh... yeah that, 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 that's a good point, Higgy. That is a good point. Um, and it's just... it's 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 took the most... A consistent player we've had over a period of time who's cost us you know he, he, he was at fault for two goals against Everton Son obviously gave him a real 
tough afternoon uh, down at Spurs. And then that goal through the week, he's made a tough decision. And then obviously missing the penalty, it's just been been an awful period for him. So you hope he... You're thinking when Eddie leaves him out in the week uh, against Chelsea, he's given him a bit of time to have a breather and all that and recharge the batteries. Mm-hmm. And when he comes on, it's, oh God. You you don't want to say that we're, we're good players and good people, but we've all been there. It happens, the game's up and down, isn't it? You have unbelievable periods and you have tough periods. No doubt he's got so much experience he can come through it. Do you think he needs a bit of a rest? I would say no. I would think he doesn't. But I've got to say, Daz, over the last few games, um, the mistakes he's making are so uncharacteristic. Maybe he does. Um, uh, maybe he does need a, a couple of games out the firing line and 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 yeah. then just brought back in because he, he he has been at the forefront of everything we've done. He's been a real exactly leader of everything. Yeah. You know, he came in he came in that summer when Eddie brought the the Premier League lads experience in when we're down the bottom of the table, and he helped yeah. us stay in the league, and then he's helped us kick on to the levels we're at now, and played uh, a massive part in that. So yeah, yeah you could be right, Eve. And that's what I'm thinking, mate. He's had such a demand, you know, of, of games and obviously game time, etc. And uh, you know, a lot, a lot's been on him. You know, I, I don't mean that from a, from a, you know, from any disrespectful point of view. I just think, does he need a little bit of a breather? Like, you know, let's let's recharge the batteries. Let's get the body right. Let's get the mind right. Um, you know, yeah. and then, then he goes again. How old is he, Clarky? Uh, is he? I think he's about. Is he about thirty-two, thirty-three? So he's, he, so he's not know, he's, overly old. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but he's, you know, over the last f- four, six weeks, Iggy, the players have been asked to go to the well so often. Though, yeah. You know, there was a period where there was about five or six games in the Premier League and the Champions League where they were having to play the same 10 outfield players with no substitutions. Um, and maybe that's took its toll on him, I don't know. And that's what I was going to ask, because with the injury situa- injuries situation that United's got, it's not that easy, is it? Saying we'll give Trippier a rest. No, no it true, isn't. Mate. True. The good. I mean, what you've got now is you've got Dan Byrne coming back. You've got Botman back, so you could put Dan Byrne in it left back. You can put Liveramento, who's been outstanding, by the way, terrific young player. You put him in it right back, um, and then just take your time from there. But it's it, and you've got the psychological thing with Trippier so if you do that does he think oh the manager doesn't believe in his anymore or whatever it's just it, it's it's a lot of things lads I think it's the manager sitting down with him an experienced player and talking through the next few weeks and what the plans are for him um, and is, is that what it just, is now is he is it a, almost a psychological thing with him now why he's making these mistakes or is it just real rank bad luck it could be combined both of them. But I think it could... When I'm watching the game earlier in the week against Chelsea, I'm thinking that uncharacteristic mistake. So I'm thinking it, it, it could be in his mind. It could be playing on his mind. Because those last two, two and a half, three games, when he's made uncharacteristic effort, errors that have cost us goals, um, it's totally not being him. You know, when... Mm. As Newcastle fans, you never ever thought 
you're worried about uh, Kieran Trippier's performances. You thought he was going to be guaranteed then, but obviously in the last few weeks, there's been one or two errors, which is normal, by the way. That's the normal life of a footballer. It doesn't matter how good you are. You'll always have a little bit of mm. a down. And, um, yes. you know, that, that, that that's a concern, you know. Not re- or, or no, concern's not the real world. That's that's what you'll be thinking about if you anyhow. You're not you're not concerned about a player like Kieran Trippier because you know he's top draw, and you know it's just a little. Uh, it's an issue he's going through a blip or whatever people want to call it. He'll come Eddie, out. Eddie's the type, though, Clarky, isn't he, to get to get them in if there is a something going on and and just ask him if he's all right and if there's anything he can do to help. Uh, he, he's that type, isn't he? I think so, Higgy. I think he takes a lot of time on the personal side and uh, the, the professional side and he, he wants to know about how the family life's going on. So no doubt um, there'll be conversations in private going on like that. Um, and and, he'll, and he'll, he'll find out, he'll get the root of the problem and he'll get Kieran back on track. It's the three legends across the northeast on the Cat, the Red and the Toon. Uh, six till seven every Friday. Uh, coming up after... The three legends, of course. Ian Murta, 38th season, writing about northeast football. Uh, Ian's here at 7 o'clock with black and white and red all over. He joins us now to give us a, a, a brief look at, uh, at what's coming up on the show, Ian. Merry Christmas, Dave. Merry Christmas, Clarky. All right, Ian. Craig, all right, Ian. And Merry right, Christmas, mate. Darren. I suspect Craig will be feeling happier after this week's results. Oh, yes. You can already <laughs> tell on the show. Um, but what's to come? Seven till eight. It is, of course, black, white, red all over. What we're talking? Well, we've been talking a lot about Sunderland managerial changes over the last week and Newcastle and Europe. So I think it's uh, very, very appropriate after Middlesbrough's result this week and uh, their progress into the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup that we're talking to a Middlesbrough fanatic, Rob Nichols, who edits... The magnificent Fly Me to the Moon, which in my humble opinion is one of the best fanzines in, in the country. Long-standing, of course, it was named after Tony Mowbray. But it'd be lovely talking to Rob, not just about the fanzine and his and this fanatical support and loyal support for Middlesbrough, but also about the events this week because they've, they're already being written off, aren't they? I've read in a, in a few papers in the last couple of days, people saying it's all set for a Chelsea-Liverpool <laughs> League Cup final. Well, I'm sure... Rob will be disagreeing. It doesn't My surprise guess, me either. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm sure Michael Carrick would have it no other way. And my second best uh, guest, lad, is someone you all know well, Damien Spellman the, of the Press Association. And what I'll be doing, as well as looking forward to the busy festive programme, we'll be looking back on a year which has seen highlights, lowlights, a typical Northeast year, really. Cheers, Ian. Cheers. Great stuff, thanks Ian. Ian Murta with us uh, after the three legends finishes at seven o'clock on the cat, the red and the tune. Fellas, um, there's one subject matter um, that that did take centre stage this week that we've somewhat overlooked. Sunderland, Daz, get yourself a new manager at last. Uh, no, not like the Sunderland fans I've been speaking to. <laughs> not, exactly. not a lot of no. enthusiasm there, Daz. <laughs> no, mate. I mean, listen, I, you know, I'm, I, I'll, I'll never judge anybody before they actually do the job, to be quite honest. I mean, you know, it's a lot of talk about, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good coach. He's a really experienced coach. You know, he's really good at that side of things. You know, whether he's, 
you know, able to take the, the top spot, you know, will we'll remain to be seen. But, you know, there's a lot of good talk about him, you know, producing, um, you know, on, on the training pitch. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that, you know, if if, if the stories are true. Um, obviously, there's, you know, there's the situation of obviously the weekend's game, which, you know, wasn't great. Um, you know, let's be honest, we, you know, we, we didn't we didn't look great. Um, and we looked a little bit disjointed at times. Um, and, and it was a, a strange decision to leave Seal out and, and Job Bellingham, who were probably two of the best players against Leeds. Um, so yeah, for me, you know, it's a it's a disappointing result. Um, I know everybody's not ki- obviously in favour of obviously you know the, the new manager Michael Beal coming in, but you know all I will say is you know we've got to give him a chance. Um, you know, let him get in the hot seat, and you know let's see where we go from there. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? it a lot of the Sunderland fans are saying they're very underwhelmed by it. And do you think that's just because of of the the perceived job he done at Rangers? Because he had a, a good spell didn't he at QPR, where he was linked with the yeah. Wolves job, turned it down, and then QPR went on yeah. a bad run. Um, do you think it's just because of the Rangers stuff that people are I now looking is, at mate. him, thinking, oh, "Is he all he's cracked up to be?" Yeah, I think it is because you know, yeah, everyone will look at you know his last position and, and what happened, and you know how good was he in, in that position, and you know, you know, let's be honest, it wasn't great, you know, but it wasn't a pure disaster. But um, yeah, I think you know everyone are judging him on that, mate, and that's you know that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not here to judge him already. You know, once he gets in the position of of, of managing the team and 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 uh, you know looking after a fair few games, then you know we, we'll obviously see see what happens from there, but. Um, I suppose obviously we've got a manager, you know, which is which is a bonus. Um, but it's you know it's when you've got a lot of fans who are disgruntled and not happy, you know, are you just waiting for that you know that defeat, you know that little drop in the table, you know, before they all start jumping on his back? Does is that the over is that the overwhelming feeling of the fans? Is it? Are they a bit disappointed by the appointment? Majority of my mate, yeah, I think a majority of them look at the situation and and look at obviously the previous manager Tony Mowbray and think, well, you know, where have we gone? You know, where, what, you know, mm. where have we gone with this? You know, have we gone backwards? Which is is looking likely from a lot of the fans. Um, yeah, and I think it's you know a lot of them are, are really disappointed in the appointment, mate. But you know, ask, you've got to give everybody a chance, I suppose, mate. Absolutely. And, you, yeah. know, you know, let's see, let's see how he goes. You know, you can't you can't shoot him down when he's not even taking charge yet. Does do you think do you think he was their number one target? I don't think personally, no, mate. To be quite honest, I think um, I think they've probably you know looked at looked at uh, you know a lot of different people. Um, whether it was in their um, budget criteria, I don't I don't think so. Um, and I think you know you know it, it, this is just me thinking, mate. But yeah, I, I think they'll have, they'll have probably looked elsewhere, mate. And unfortunately, you know. This, they didn't meet their requirements and you know we've ended up getting Michael Beale. You're a fine upstanding gentleman, Daz, by saying you've got to get you've <laughs> got to back him, you've got to give him a chance. But what about the fans? I mean the fans seemed so so anti the appointment. Underwhelmed was the word that Higgy used that he'd heard. Will the fans give him a chance? Well I'm, this is what I'm saying, mate. I hope so. I hope they give him a chance and an opportunity because you know, yeah, you know, like we said, Dave, you can't shoot somebody down when they haven't done. You know, they haven't already done a job. You know, so you know, we haven't given a chance to get in. We haven't given a chance to, you know, have some games. You know, he's got, he's got what I think is a ready-made team there. You know, when everybody's fit and, and ready, um, you know, to to potentially challenge in this league. 
Um, obviously, you know, we've talked about the top two spots, which is probably, you know, already taken. Um, but, you know, we can we can still, you know, be in and around those playoff positions. Um, you know, and let's see what happens. But I'm hoping the fans give them an opportunity because, you know, like I say, you know, that first defeat or that first, you know, slide down the table, you know, that I'm sure the fans are going to be uh, going to be raring for, for somebody's head. And it's not often, by the way, Dave, that you get you get to take charge or you get a job at a team that's on the edge of the playoffs and has got such an exciting young young team. You know, normally you you firefighting when you go in for a little bit when you take a new job. Um, but he's got the luxury of of going into a team that's that's fighting at the right end of the table. So he's he's yeah. got a real chance. Um, well, if this is can, it, mate. If he doesn't he's change a lot players. too quick, do you know what I mean? I think that's going to yeah. be the the. The biggest thing for me is is how much he wants to change the football that they play. I'm guessing he won't yeah. change it a great deal. I think there might be one or two tweaks, but I don't think he'll change it a great deal. I think what he, when you go in there and you see what Sunderland have got, for me, really, there's only one way they can play, and that's yeah. go and have a go. And like I say, you know, he's got some talented players there, mate. You know, to work with. Um, you know, and I've said, you know, Tony's done a fantastic job in getting that team together. Um, and getting the young, you know the, the players playing the way they are, um, you know. So like you say, there's not a lot. To, there's not a lot to change, but you know, just but he's maybe he's put his touch on it a little bit. Does do you think he's a manager that'll take outside influence? Do you know what I mean? Well, by that, the... I mean, you, you know, where we think people meddle in, in who who should play and who shouldn't play, or give their opinions on who should play. And do you mean um, do you mean from above, Higgy? Like yeah, yeah. I think potentially that's what a lot of the fans are thinking, mate. You know, he's he, you know, he's the type of guy that'll, that'll, that'll agree um, with certain people, and you know, I'm hoping he's not. I'm hoping he's a bit headstrong. You know, like you know, like Tony was. You know, Tony Tony would ask questions, um, and I, I don't think from a manager's point of view that's a bad thing. You know, I think you know you should be asking questions, and you should be saying, you know, because you, you, you yourself as a manager, you know, have a determination to do well and determination to win games. And I think if we get those opportunities, um, you know. To, to ask a question, then, then then so be it, you know, and and that's what the board, you know, the board's there for, the you know, the hierarchy's there for, to go and ask questions, you know, where we go and what's the direction, um, and I'm hoping he has that side to him, but I think the fans think the opposite way, mate, and I think the fans think he's just going into a to obviously appease everybody else. But he's been installed as a head coach, hasn't he, Daz? That's right, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has, mate. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, he's, he's staying with all the current staff as well, Daz, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, the 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 other two uh, uh, mics are there. Yeah, that's well, an interesting one, isn't it? Because that seems to be a model that Sunderland are insisting on that when the new manager came in, he would have to accept, yeah. which is a bit different from certainly from your time, Clarky. I mean, what would you think about going into a a job and being told these are the guys you're going to work with? You can't bring your backroom staff in. Um, it it's always a difficult one, Dave, because you do want people around you who. If worked with you before, understand how you go about your business, and you can trust them, and they trust you. When you're going in with new people, you have to build new relationships up with. Um, it's a different way of of thinking. Um, certainly, with the model I believe Sunderland have, um, is that structure down from Christian Speakman down from the coaches to the to the head coach. Um, yeah, I, I just think that yeah, what you're doing is, are you being really true to yourself if you're not taking your own people in? Um, and I know sometimes you can, 
go into a club like I did a Kilmarnock when I was Scotland. I went in on my own and I took on two great lads, Lee McCulloch and Peter Leaving as my assistants, um, and a goalkeeper coach, uh, Billy Thompson, who was there, and it worked out brilliantly. But for other people, it, it, it cannot work out. It, it doesn't work out so well because you know they have a different philosophy to you. They have a different belief, and if you if you've got a a staff that aren't wanting the same thing, aren't having the same beliefs in what they want to do, it can prove difficult, you know. So sometimes when you go into a club like Michael Beale has, and he's 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 going into those staff members, and I know how strong Michael Dodds has a relationship uh, with Christian Speakman from from my time at, at Birmingham, and, and they've come from there together. So you know there'll be that communication between them all the time, you know whether whether we think it's right or wrong and whether they deny it or not. I'm telling you now, they'll be talking, whoever's the manager and whatever, about what's going on with, with, with results, with preparation, with the training of the team, because they've been together so long. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting one in terms of... Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that was probably one of the criteria to yeah. get the job at, at Sunderland. You have to go in and work with the... the the staff that's already there. First game home to Coventry, Daz. What's he to expect? Yeah, um, you know, I think he's I'm, well. I'm hoping he's to expect. Obviously, the players get players get behind him. The players play the way you know they've been playing um, in previous games against Leeds and West Brom. Um, hoping the fans pack it out, you know, and get behind the team as well as the manager. Um, you know, he, he's got to expect that. You know, these fans are passionate. You know, and, and they want to see. Obviously, uh, you know, just just players going out there and giving their all, mate. You know, at the end of the day, we know we're not going to win every game, but you know, if, if the players are out there giving their all, and and you know, it seems that the manager's taking the team forward, then you know, you'll always have the fans behind you. It's always about results, Daz, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's mate. got to be about 100%. results for him. And do you think you'll get a honeymoon period, Daz, or not? Because of the way things have happened with Tony. I would think so, mate. Yeah, I would think you get a honeymoon period. I think you get it. You know, you get a bit of time to, to, you know, to put his little twist on things. Um, but like we said, you know, there's not a lot to change. You know, he's got a, a you know, a, a talented squad. Um, you know, young being it, but you know, he's he's got to work with those uh, young players and obviously, you know, get the best out of them, but also look after them as well at the same time. Well, we're at that point where we've got to start looking at the games and, and you know, giving us your thoughts and your predictions. So we might as well start with Sunderland and start with Daz. What are you going for? I'm going for a 2 0, mate. I'm going for a clean sheet, even though obviously we conceded in the last game. Um, but I'm going for a 2 0 home win. Boys? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go a 2 1 win, Sunderland. Lee, thoughts? Um. New manager bounce. Yeah, I'll go 1-0. Sunderland. 1-0 Sunderland. So all three of you are going for a Sunderland victory. Be a good mm -hmm. start. Uh, one on two next. Let's stay in the championship. Borough, also at home. West Brom Higgy. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one for this. Um, tails should be up after the two results they've had. Um, still don't think they look convincing at the back. But I think they might nick it. I'm going to go 2-1 again for Borough. I think I got it right last week, didn't I, with the 2-1? So I'm going to yeah, stick to 2-1. Dev? I'm going to go 1-0, Borough. Wow. Clarky? Sheet like that. I'm going to listen to what Higgy told us last weekend, <laughs> and I'm going to go 
Five four Borough. <laughs> <laughs> what you think Borough can score five in a game? <laughs> well, I ain't seen them. You They've said no they can't keep forwards. a clean sheet. All the centre forwards are injured, man. <laughs> oh dear. The top scorer's only got seven. <laughs> well, they're gonna they're gonna break all records this weekend. Santa's on his way. I like it. Uh, good stuff. I like it. So all three go for a borough win in various forms. Uh, that leaves us with uh, with the Prem. So Newcastle uh, on the travels, Lee, playing the Hatters. Yeah, not a not a good uh, history at Luton, to be honest with you, lads. But uh, the lads, will, the players who turn up, will find it a little bit different than most of the Premier League stadiums to go to. Uh, but I think they'll they'll grind out a tough two-one win. I think. Listen, it's, I think it'll be a tough place with Luton, especially with what happened, obviously, with their skipper last week. Um, but I do think Newcastle will have too much for them, and I think it'll be 2 0. I'm going to go with Clark and go over as a 2 1 Newcastle win. So that's all three, that's all three winning for all yeah, three. We're going exactly to have right. a, a full house Merry this week. Christmas. Yeah, it's a, it's a season <laughs> of goodwill, Dave. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas present to all the football fans in the North East. It is, mate. Right. Good exactly. lad. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Fellas, have a fantastic Christmas day. Enjoy it with the family. Cheers, guys. And um, apart from Lee, who's going to get some sun suntan, um, we'll catch you all next Friday before the new year kicks in. Lovely. Merry Perfect. Christmas, everyone. Top man. Merry Cheers, Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, guys. Have a good one, lads. Yeah.